Hey guys, welcome back to the Thick Fit Fitness Podcast. This is Courtney Jones here. And Hannah Polly here. And we are so excited for this topic today. It's a question that we get asked a lot, and probably a lot, you know, a lot of you are always wondering is how to grow your booty. <laughs> Um, and honestly, there are so many misconceptions out there. So we figured it'd be a good idea just to, you know, do an episode strictly on, you know, building your glutes, which of course is a muscle, um, but really, really just digging into the details of like, you know, the basics of building your glutes. Obviously it's so different for each person. Um, but these are general tips that can definitely take you a really long way. And we're also going to, you know, kind of bust some this here that you might be seeing online and in ways of, Oh, buy this to grow your booty. So we're going to kind of dig into to that and give you guys all the details on how to help you grow your glutes nutrition wise, training wise, um, etc. So we're really excited about this topic. Um, but yeah, so like I said, we're going to kind of dig into each specific on like, you know, because building your glutes, there's a lot of things that goes into it. It's not just training. It's not just nutrition. It's not just recovery. It's all of these things. <laughs> so we're gonna get some- too, sorry. So I think this too could roll in, roll over into like just building muscle in general. So like, obviously our, our glutes are like one of the biggest muscles on our body. Um, and so in order to grow them, like these things are required and in, in doing these things, but this also can roll over to like any other muscle, like that you want to build. If it's like your legs, your quads, your hamstrings, um, whatever it might be just a really common, you know, question that we hear from most of the women that we talk to is like, how do you grow your butt? (laughs) Um, So we're going to talk specifically on that, but also this could relate to a lot of different other areas of your body that you want to grow. Yes. No, that's such a good point too. And like, it's something just to remember. And like Courtney said, like your glutes are a muscle. And that's something that a lot of people still don't know that, you know, we can grow these. <laughs> we can grow these in the gym with consistency and hard work and, um, you know, again, utilizing these tips that we're going to go over today. Uh, so it's awesome. But yeah, like, and like Courtney said, like you can use this into any body part as well in terms of like, just like, you know, the general tips that we're going to give, not just your glutes. But today, like I said, this is just a question made a lot is like, you know, how can I build my lower body and my glutes while keeping my waist small? So um, these are the tips that can help you get there. <laughs> Uh, so one of the main, I feel like, you know, the first point here and something that of course is huge misconception here and something that we need to make sure that we're doing is eating adequately. So eating adequately, that is going to, again, this is going to be so different for each person. Um, everyone has different body type, everyone has different, you know, dieting history, um, your different schedules, et cetera. So it's going to be really different, but the biggest thing is you do not want to under eat anytime, especially, but especially when you're trying to build muscle or build your glutes. And I feel that this is a really common one, like point that is keeping people from reaching their booty goals. Let's say you're someone who is, you know, you're really lean and you're like, wow, I really just want to focus on like building a fat booty, (laughs) you know, doing keto and not eating carbs and doing excessive cardio. That is not going to get you where you want to be. You know, you want to make sure that you're getting a healthy balance of all macronutrients. And what I mean by that is a healthy balance of like you're eating enough each macronutrient. You know, you want to be getting enough protein. You want to eat carbs. Do not be afraid to eat carbs. Carbs are your best friend, especially when you are attempting to build muscle. Um, and of course, if you can't forget your healthy fats either. And like I said, this, these numbers and like how much to hit, it's going to be different for each person. So I hate to give any like general advice of, Oh, you need this percentage of carbs and fats. But, you know, like I said, you want to make sure you're eating adequately. And we actually recorded an episode on this, you know, about under eating. We kind of gave you guys some tips there in terms of like how to eat adequately and how to eat healthy balanced meals. So taking that nutrition advice, incorporating with this, it'll take you so far. (laughs) Yeah. And so many times, you know, we hear like, we kind of hear a correlation of 
things that are the opposite of one another. So what I mean by that, by that is we'll have women come to us and be like, I want to lose body fat, but I want to build my legs and I want to build my butt. And it's like, we can't do necessarily, we can't do both of those things at the same time. Um, because you have to be in a a caloric deficit to lose body fat. Um, and you have to be eating enough food to build muscle. So normally there's these phases, which I'm sure we can do another podcast or episode on this in terms of the different phases of like a fitness journey in terms of like cutting and trying to grow and, you know, just maintaining in general or like reverse dieting, which we've, we've talked about under eating before. Um, but it's important to kind of align, you know, what you want and and the actions that you have to take to get there. Because if our goal is to, we have to kind of focus on one goal, right? So like we can't lose weight, build muscle and do all these things all at one time, because those actions don't really correlate with that objective goal. So if our goal is to build muscle, then we have to take actions to be able to support that. So we either pick losing weight first or we pick building muscle first, right? So, and a lot of times too, like when you're just getting started in your fitness journey, you can kind of do both. Like that's the great thing about being like a newbie is like we call the newbie gains. Um, It's essentially, you know, when you can go into the gym and start lifting weights and just start applying this new um, stimulus to your muscles that your muscles are going to start to respond to because I've never experienced that before. And they're going to start to grow. Um, And then also with like eating more food or eating more nutrition rich foods or having like more of a balanced diet, like Hannah mentioned, getting more of these, um, you know, an adequate amount of your protein, carbs, and fats, and just changing your overall, you know, diet and lifestyle, you're going to see significant changes and progress in your body composition, composition with like losing body fat and building muscle at the same time. But the further that you get along, that's not necessarily the case. Um, that doesn't happen. Um, you know, when you get to a certain point in your fitness journey, it's more, so you have to focus on one versus the other, if that makes sense. Um, Um, so definitely eating more food is super, super vital for, uh, growing. And a lot of times, you know, me and Hannah can attest to this, the women that come to us are typically under eating. Um, and so we have to get them like eating enough food, which we've talked about before in an episode. Um, we have to first get them eating enough food and then like, you know, they're eating an optimal amount of food to help them like grow and to help them grow their legs, um, and their booty and things like that. But training and nutrition go hand in hand together along with like recovery and sleep and and stress management and things like that. Um, And so eating enough of each macronutrient, drinking enough water, um, and, and, you know, getting in enough carbs, like carbs are definitely, you know, your best friend when it comes to training and, and utilizing them for energy, because food is energy for our bodies and, and carb is the easiest, like easiest carbohydrate or easiest macronutrient that breaks down quickly, which provides our body with glucose, which is energy. And so we can utilize that with our training to help us build muscle. Um, so nutrition is very, very important to growing muscle. And so we just want to emphasize that before we go into talking about training. Yes. And I'm glad you brought that up just about, you know, because sometimes a lot of the time women come to us, they say, you know, I want to build muscle, I build my glutes, but also have get abs. And, you know, when you see these physiques online or whoever you look up to, it's like, those are physiques that have been through multiple phases, like Courtney was talking about, you know, you don't just start right away and get boom, shredded abs and a big round booty. We've been doing it for like 10 years, you know, like 
10 years, it's like, you can't look like that in a couple months, I promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it definitely gives like, you know, a false expectation there. Um, and also to like, you know, if you're someone who is lean, I struggled with this for a long time and finally got past it. But if you're someone who's lean and you're like really like really, really serious about building your glutes. Like you have to let go of the idea of having being shredded all the time, because yes, you can build your lower body or build muscle while keeping your waist tight per se, but it's not going to be a shredded, you know, when you're in a caloric surplus versus, you know, a caloric deficit. And that's okay because you have to, you have to put that time in to grow your booty. You know, that is a growing phase. And then, you know, you can go into a cutting phase, you'll get lean again, and you'll have more glute muscle there. So that's kind of like, that's kind of the background of when you see these IG models or these, you know, professional bodybuilding athletes, like they've been through multiple phases for multiple years. So, um, and like Courtney said, when you first start and something we see in our clients is like, you know, typically we have you eating more, you'll start noticing changes in your body composition. And that's why, because you're, you're eating adequately, you're, you know, you're utilizing progressive overload, you're getting stronger. So, um, there's a bunch of different, you know, factors that go into this as well as of course, depending on like where you're at in your fitness journey as well. So yes, nutrition is everything under eating is such a common issue it, for even people who are trying to lose weight, they're under eating and also for muscle, but I can't tell you how many times people have said like, I just can't build muscle. Like I'm eating so much. And I'm like, well, how much are you eating? And they'll tell me, I'm like, that is not enough. You know, it, it takes a lot. It takes like a lot of food to the point where you're eating when you're not hungry. Um, but we could do a whole other call on that as well. <laughs> um, but training is just as important as nutrition. You know, they, they, you have to incorporate both of these you know, strategically to, you know, to really focus on building your glutes um, and just your, you know, your lower body or, you know, any muscle in general. Um, so you guys have probably heard us talk about this term before, but progressive overload is your best friend. So what progressive overload is, is where you just attempt to get stronger at the movements through increasing weight or increasing reps, um, or there's, you know, there's other ways you can do it as well in, in terms of like, you know, decreasing rest break times, etc. but mainly focusing on trying to get stronger. So every single set, every workout, you know, trying to say, okay, trying to push yourself, trying to get stronger, beat your weight or reps that you did last week. Um, and this is why it's important to, you know, keep the same workout plan. You know, you don't want to keep changing things up daily. You don't want to change things that are, I'm sorry, not daily. You don't want to change things up weekly. You want to keep a, you know, continuous workout split, a structured one for at least, I mean, I would say at least six to eight weeks, sometimes even longer. It totally depends on the person. I've followed workout splits for 12 weeks and they never get easier. <laughs> Um, so that's why we always push, you know, not changing things up too often. That way you're able to track and really utilize progressive overload. Because when you're getting stronger, that means you're building more muscle. You're building that shape that you're wanting. Yeah. And with progressive overload too, and kind of ties into nutrition. So currently like for me and kind of where I'm at my fitness journey, like my goal is to grow my legs and to grow my glutes. And so we haven't made a lot of like changes to my nutrition. And I'm talking about we, as in like, I have a coach that I work with. Um, and we haven't really made any changes to my nutrition. Like I'm basically at maintenance phase right now. Um, but my training has the intensity and the progressive overload that I've applied to my training. Um, and I've been on the same training program for 12 weeks now, if not a little bit more And like every week, I'm just getting better and learning. And like, I'm, I'm able to apply progressive overlaid overload, um, by specifically learning more about my mechanics and, and how to target my muscles 
or my glutes better. Right. And so like, that's the biggest thing is there's so many ways that you can uh, utilize progressive overload. If it's, you know, it obviously increasing weight, but also like getting better at mind muscle connection and learning how to actually connect with the muscles you're trying to utilize, um, learning how to do exercises properly for one. Um, and, and specifically like, again, utilizing the exercise to what you're specifically trying to target, right. Especially when it comes to legs, like it's easy for glutes or hamstrings or quads to take over versus one or the other. So learning how to specifically, you know, target one versus the other during certain movements when it comes to like hip thrusts or like Bulgarian split squats, like positioning of your feet and positioning of your body, like it all kind of makes a difference. And so I have found like why it's been so, why that's been so great for me working with a coach right now is because I can send him training videos, um, and someone that's been training way far longer than I have and works with multiple athletes. It's really great to be able to see, you know, the changes that, um, you know, I've been able to make in terms of sending videos, getting feedback and, and applying that in my training. So that's another way to, you know, learn how to get better at training is having a coach or having someone that has more experience in the training side of things than you do to help you progress and get better. Um, and again, we do this with our clients with, um, you know, watching their training videos and giving them feedback in that sense. But again, there's so many ways that you can progressive overload in terms of it doesn't have to be just increasing weight every week, but you do have to utilize progressive overload and get better and want to, um, you know, get better at the movements that you're doing and get stronger at them overall to be able to grow muscle. So yes, nutrition is great, but also you have to be able to, if, if you're not training correctly and you're not applying progressive overload, then it doesn't really it's not going to take effect in terms of the, the muscle that you're trying to build or that you want to build. So training, um, you know, people take it like very lightly in terms of like, Oh, I'm going to the gym, which is great. But like, while you're there, you have to be, you know, kind of utilizing the time there properly and really like giving in, giving these exercises kind of your full attention and, and what you want to accomplish, um, while you're there, which is also why, like, I just love training in general, because there's always room for improvement and there's always room to grow and get better, um, at exercises. So, Progressive overload, um, you know, can again be in various different ways in terms of like the weight that you're utilizing, the time under tension that you're doing the exercises. So like slowing the movements down. Um, and then also with, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> um, but also I need some water, uh, but also with, you know, just, uh, the time under tension, but also this, the rest times. So like, uh, you know, expanding rest times or shortening rest times that you take in between sets, um, and, and things like that can be, can allow you to apply different ways to progress in those exercises, but also like mind muscle connection and learning how to perform exercises correctly is very, very important. <laughs> yes. No, that's such a good point to bring up too, because, form is everything so you know we can see an exercise and say okay I'm gonna squat but if you're not executing that squat at, like you know the way it should be and you're not utilizing those glute muscles you know you're not gonna get as much out of it as you should be so form is everything this is why it is so important to have a coach or someone who has you know experience to be able to like monitor you where you can send them videos and they can critique you now let's say you don't have a coach and you're doing this all on your own you know again our tips here are don't change up your workouts every week have it written down you know follow 
stick to this workout plan for at least six to eight weeks. Um, you know, assuming that it's structured, you've done your research <laughs> and getting up in there and, you know, use YouTube, you know, search, like if you're unsure, like, gosh, something feels weird, you know, make sure to look up videos. There are tons of videos on there. I would look up multiple to make sure that like, you're not like just seeing a wrong one. Cause again, anyone can upload on YouTube. So you want to make sure that you're really seeing the right movement and, you know, to look at form videos and things like that. Um, but that's just so important. And, you know, you want to think about the muscle that you're using. Like it's so easy for when, you, if you're trying to focus on your glutes, it's so easy for your, you know, your quads, your hamstrings to take over where you might be thinking you're doing a glute movement, but in reality, like actually your quads and hamstrings are taking over. Um, so it's just everything. <laughs> go ahead sorry (laughs) (laughs) and even if you don't have a coach still take videos of yourself like that's the best way to learn like how you're doing a movement um someone said this on instagram or i read it somewhere once and i was like wow that makes so much sense it's like getting dressed and not looking in a mirror right it's like how do you how do you know what you look like or like what you're going out into the world and like looking like um and so like if you don't take videos or like look at yourself when you're training at any point you have no idea what you are looking like, or, you know, the exercise that you're performing, like you could be completely doing it wrong, but it feels like, you know, you're doing it right. Um, and so taking videos is so important just to, even if you don't have it, anyone to send it to just taking it for yourself. And I know that it sounds weird to like go into the gym and take videos of yourself, um, just to like look at, but, um, I'm at the point now where I like, don't care, but I mean, I still have friends and stuff. They're like, how do you take videos at the gym? Um, and just setting up your phone, like, you know, in a direction of you doing the exercise. So that way, again, you don't have to get all the perfect angles and whatever. Um, but you just take it. So that way you can look at yourself performing, um, the videos and it's the best way to see like how you're improving as well with those exercises. Yes. No, that's such a good point to bring up videotaping yourself. And, you know, and I know it can be, and like Courtney said, it can be super, like you feel that people are judging you or embarrassing, but like, they're really not, you know, and eventually if you just keep doing it, you just get to the point where you don't care because you're there to better yourself, you know? Um, so just don't be embarrassed by that. And, you know, just get out of your comfort zone, set it up, record yourself. You can always do it like set up against a water bottle or something. So most people aren't even watching, you know, that they don't even know you're doing it. So that is everything though. Um, you know, just to be able to watch yourself and, you know, especially with like any type of squat or lunge or deadlift, like you want to make sure like sometimes the smallest tweak in form can literally make the biggest difference. A lot of our, I'm sure Courtney can attest this as well. A lot of our clients, when they send us form training videos, it is normally just a very small tweak. We're like, okay, move your feet in or whatever it may be. And they feel the biggest difference. You know, they're like, wow, I feel that so much more on my glutes. Um, this has made me think of this too. Anytime you're doing a squat, a leg press, a lunge, you want to think about pushing through your heels with your glutes um, or even deadlifts as well. I might may have said that, but this helped me tremendously. When you are thinking about the muscle that you're targeting and pushing through your heels versus like, you know, your toes, you're going to target, you're going to seriously target so much more of your glutes there. Um, that's what I always tell my girls. And if I can give you one piece of advice, you know, when you are training your glutes and, you know, all these glute focus movements is push through your heels and think about the muscle and do it slowly and controlled. <laughs> um, and that yeah. alone, I know that sounds super generic, but it, that will take you so far. <laughs> no, so I literally, so I'm very quad dominant. Like if you don't know me, like my glutes are lacking just because I've been so quad dominant forever. So like they always take over and this has been a game changer like ever since I figured out how to push through my heels like I don't know why this was a concept that I could not get um but every time I do it my glutes are so sore because I'm actually utilizing like my glutes versus utilizing my quads like especially for like Bulgarians or reverse lunges or 
or anything like that or squats. So like, basically I just keep my toes from touching the ground the whole time. So it's like, almost like I'm flexing the front of my leg, um, because I keep the, the, my toes off the ground and it helps me drive like through my heels, if that makes sense. So like, that's something that's helped me. So I thought I'd just share that. Um, but definitely pushing through your heels and like focusing on, your glutes and, and utilizing exercises that, um, you're able to like push through your heels, um, makes all the difference in being able to utilize your glutes. <laughs> yeah, it really does. And I know you guys listen to this. You're probably like, how does that make a difference? But I promise next booty workout or leg day, do it. And you're like, wow, I feel this so much more in my glutes. It's life changing. Um, and you know, something else to consider, we kind of briefly touched on this was intensity in your workouts, you know, you cannot half-ass your workout. I mean, that is just, you know, plain and simple there. Every single workout, it should be focused. You should be, you know, challenging yourself. Like we talked about progressive overload. You have to push yourself. You like, I'm not joking. I say, I literally want to throw up after every leg day. I mean, there's certain ones like Bulgarian split squats. Those always almost push me to my edge. Um, but any workout, you should seriously feel like exhausted it, it no there's no such thing as an easy set or an easy workout. <laughs> or, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, like I love doing these because they're easy. I'm like, um, well, they shouldn't be easy. <laughs> you got to push yourself on weight. You have to like challenge yourself. And this is something that gets easier with time. I think it's really hard. I mean, I think about when I first started training, like I definitely did not push myself enough at all. I just, I would kind of just do it to do it. If that makes sense, just kind of like go through the motions. But it's like, when you really start to learn to push yourself and constantly, you have to have that mindset of like, how can I get stronger? How can I get better? With of course, keeping form and safety, you know, as a top priority. Um, but literally, like I said, there is no such thing as an easy workout or an easy set. You should constantly pushing yourself. And that's how you're going to get the most out of it. You know, you're, you're taking the time and paying the money to go to a gym or maybe you bought you know a home home gym whatever it may be like make sure your time and you're doing everything with a purpose and not just doing it to do it because I swear that tip alone will make the biggest difference like just in not even just in building your legs or glutes but just in any aspect of training um that will take you really really far <laughs> yeah I think the biggest concept that kind of like changes as you get along in your fitness journey is like you don't work out just to burn calories anymore like we work out to build muscle. And so like when we're there and when we're at the gym training, like that's our sole intention is to get stronger and to push ourselves. And I literally have not had an easy leg day in like a very long time because <laughs> my main goal is to grow and to get better and to just like achieve better you know, connection with my muscles and things that I'm trying to accomplish, which this all might sound really foreign or weird to like people listening to this that maybe are just like getting started in their fitness journey. But eventually you get to a point where, you know, going to the gym and just going through the motions is not enough anymore. Like you have to learn how to like push yourself. You have to learn how to, um, I made a post about this once about like, you know, we can, most humans can only tap into like 60% of their, you know, like strength just because as humans, like we have a central nervous system and it has a protective mechanism to it, to where it's like, Hey, what are you doing? Like this hurts. Like, let's not do that. Um, and so, you know, that's a lot of times when we kind of like give up or we quit is because it starts to like hurt. Obviously there's a different type of hurt versus like being injured hurt. Um, but when training like, you know, muscles and, and growing, them, like you are going to have to push yourself to a point that kind of sucks. <laughs> um, and it's not fun, but it, it helps you grow and it helps you get to that point. And it also just helps you get better because you're getting stronger, which is also fun, <laughs> um, in that sense as well. So 
with that being said, you know, continue to challenge yourself, you know, increase the intensity, keeping track of your workouts is super important. Like the weight that you're doing, the exercises that you're doing. So like we have an app for all of our clients that we program their training into and give them all their exercises and sets and reps to do. And they can go in during their, you know, workouts and track their reps, track their sets. I actually even have me as a client in our app because I like to train. Um, I like to program my training in there because I can keep track of it so much easier. But if you don't have an app, you could use a notebook or anything like notes in your phone, whatever, you know, easy way that you could keep track of what you're doing in the gym um, to be able to do that. So that way, when you go into the gym, you kind of have a plan, you know what you're doing. And you also know like, okay, last week, this is what I hit on these exercises. This week, I'm going to try to go a little bit heavier. I'm even, you know, I'm going to use more weight or I'm going to try to beat my reps or like whatever it might be. Um, Using that, that's a way of progressive overload is keeping track of it. So that way you have a plan and you know what you're going to the gym and doing. Um, And you don't have to rely on, um, you know, the way that you're feeling or like, if you feel like going heavier, you feel like not doing something, you just kind of go in, you execute it, you get it done. You know, what weight that you need to be using because you can see the weight that you, you used the last week, um, and kind of just do your, you know, the best that you can in that sense with each training session and kind of like make it count. (laughs) Yes. And it's so hard to get the point across, you know, even in, even in voice memos, even in our podcast, it's so hard to really, you know, explain to how to get to that point of like really pushing yourself in and workouts, you know, and, and going to failure. You guys may have heard that term before. And this is something I know Courtney's been doing a lot lately with her training of, you know, like I talked about earlier, like a set should never be too easy. So let's say you have a set of squats, you know, three sets. Of, let's say you have three sets of 15 in your first set, you do 95 pounds, 15 easy form looks great. Don't stay at that 95 pounds the next set. Go up and wait. You know what I mean? So like you don't want to just do it to do it. Like you should constantly like, okay, that would that set was easy. I definitely had you know way more left in the tank. Next set, I'm gonna go up 10 pounds and I'm gonna go up 15 pounds, you know. And you'll be able to judge weight more like as you get into this and as you start to learn your body and like your strength and like your form. There's a lot of factors that go into it, but just remember, like you you're you want to continuously progress and you know and get stronger. And that's how you're gonna change your body. If you just keep doing the same weight, the same things, not pushing yourself, like your body's just going to adapt to that. You know, you're not going to change and you're really just there just, you know, to be there and just to kind of like, you know, whatever (laughs) versus really trying to get stronger and really, really, you know, giving, like putting a purpose in your workout and really, really improving every single workout. Um, Now we're not saying your strength's going to shoot up every single workout. Trust me. That's, I wish that was the case, but the fact that you're trying to get stronger with weights or reps, you're going to, you're going to consistently over a period of time, see yourself get stronger. And that's say, like Courtney said, it's so important to track your strengths and track the weight you're using. That way you can look back and like, wow, look where I started. Look where I'm at, you know, and that way you don't lose track of like where you've been at. Um, yeah. no, no, no. Sorry. One more thing on that. Yeah. I wanted to like assess the, like your strength level with so, like with an exercise that you're doing is to actually go till failure and just like figure out, right. If you can like get 10 sets of 90 pounds on squat or not 10 sets, 10 reps on 90 pounds squat. And then you go and you do that same thing till failure. And you get like 25 reps. Like you need to go way up in weight girl. Um, like you don't need to be getting 25 to 35 reps of a weight. Like you should be, you know, normally within that 10 to 15 rep range of like whatever weights that you're doing or that you're utilizing. And so like, if you can do, you know, whatever, like bicep curls and you can do them for like 15 to 20 reps, but your rep range is like 10 to 12. That's a great way to kind of like assess of like, okay, I should probably go and wait because like 
on my third set, I, I took this all the way to 25, you know, reps. And so like, you can definitely do more weight for, you know, those given kind of sets and reps that you have, you know, that you have for yourself, um, or that's programmed for you. So a lot of times I'll see that, or I'll do that with clients initially, I'll be like, okay, like, let's take this last set till failure. And then I can go in and look and be like, okay, we could have did way more weight, um, on all three of <laughs> sets because you got like 30 reps with this weight. Um, and our rep range is like 10 to 12. So that's initially how you could kind of like assess your strength with certain exercises. You don't have to do that every single time, but it'll help you get a better assessment of like where your strength actually lies until, um, you get to a point of like, I I call it technical failure. It's called technical failure to where like you can no longer kind of contract that muscle anymore. Right. It's like, for example, if you're doing bicep curls, you just keep doing bicep curls and can, until you can no longer do a bicep curl with obviously keeping form and not swinging your body or anything like that, but being able to specifically no longer contract your bicep muscle. Um, so that's kind of what technical failure is or going till failure. When you hear that term, what that's, what that means, not going till your form is completely ruined and like you're, you know, killing your body. Like you want to keep form in check while also doing, um, while also reaching that failure. So I just wanted to throw that in there. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's such a good point. You guys have probably seen the videos of like people just grabbing, like, gosh, way too heavy of dumbbells and just, and this is talking about biceps, but like swinging the bicep, the, you know, the dumbbells up. It's like, they're not getting anything out of that, you know? So just, the, we call it ego lifting. So don't be an ego lifter. Trust me. I totally have my ego lifting days. <laughs> I'm not judging. I've been there. Um, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try to do this weight. And just, you know, I was barely squatting down. So, and you just remember like, you're not getting anything out of that. You're actually going to, you know, increase risk of injury. There's just a lot of things. We don't want to do that. We want to focus on form and safety and you know you're once your form like that's the foundation once you have solid form you're going to continuously improve from there um and I think another good question too just you know we get a lot and that I just see a lot I, we talked about this in one of our other episodes as well is booty bands and you know just remember like they have their time and place but booty bands alone do not build booties no matter what you see online or you know anyone pushing that it's like yes they're, they do have their place. Booty band exercises in combination with heavy compounds, you know, squats, deadlifts, lunges, leg press, you know, split squats, things that we've been talking about. Yes, you can add, you can even add them, like so I'll add them onto, so I'll be doing, let's say I'm doing barbell squats. I'll add a booty band above my, like right above my knees. And, you know, that it's what it does. It's, you know, I'm not going to do as much weight, but it actually targets more glutes. It helps put more tension on your glutes. So, um, and also just adding booty bands in, like, exercise so let's say you're doing you know heavy leg presses and heavy squats and at the end of your booty workout you have you know banded clamshells um that's where you kind of lay on your side and you know you're just using the band alone yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, so many people, they, you know, sell booty bands or they like promote them or they create their own, um, which is like great. Like you can utilize booty bands. I mostly u- u- like use booty bands for like warm ups and to get, like, get my glutes activated. So like I'll normally use them before I go into like my heavy compounds, uh, but you can add them to like some exercises. But again, progressive overload, lifting heavy on those compound lifts is what's going to make the biggest difference. Like just using booty bands is not going to grow your glute. I promise. Um, they may give you a little bit of like a glute pump, but they're not going to help you grow them. Um, because again, you can do like a bunch of reps and kind of like target your glutes and like warm them up, get a little pump going. Um, but you can't ultimately grow your glutes just from, 
a booty band because you need that progressive overload. You need that uh, weight uh, on your back or, you know, utilizing that weight to be able to do that progressive overload. Um, Another thing too, with, you know, training, I feel like we could have just did like a whole podcast on training, (laughs) but uh, it's like my favorite topic. Um, But another thing with training is, you know, don't do so many exercises. Like, remember we're at the gym to build muscle. We're not there to just burn a bunch of calories. Right. So like, that's typically the, the difference you'll see in most people is like, Oh, I'm going to the gym. So I'm going to do like 20 exercises, just like superset everything to like burn a bunch of calories and do some like jump squats and like whatever else burpees, like all of that's great. Um, but it's not going to help you build muscle because you can't utilize progressive overload in that sense of like wanting to target specific muscles. Right. So like doing too many exercises is, is not great. So I always like to say with training, like, um, less is more when it comes to training. Um, because again, we want to be doing like four to seven exercises normally, and really like focusing on those exercises. So sometimes I'll get the question from clients of like, can we add in more exercises? Because like, I feel like this just isn't working. Um, or, and I'm like, well, if we're utilizing the exercise I gave you properly, um, and using progressive overload and like, this should not be easy, I promise. (laughs) Um, so we kind of have to, you know, talk them through like making those changes. So I'm sure you've experienced that before Hannah (laughs) too. Um, that it, you know, they, they're like, I need more exercises. It's like, we don't need more exercises. We just need to get good and progressive at the ones that we're currently doing. Um, and so that's another important part about training to remember is like, you don't need a bunch of different exercises. Like you just need to be, you know, utilizing the exercises that we have given you or that you have, um, and getting better and getting stronger at them. And normally those exercises, you know, taking them within those three to four set you know, set, um, each exercise as well is normally good. And again, like if you, um, you know, if you are training and you're not sure, like if you're using a weight for like those three to four sets that you have, if you're not sure that you're using a weight that's heavy enough, then again, continue to go up and weight each set until you figure out a weight that's going to work best for you for those given sets, like moving forward. So that's something that I would always recommend, um, when just getting started is like always just increase your, uh, increase your weight each set to see kind of where you get, um, and how high you can get for the given kind of, you know, sets and reps that you're given, if that makes sense, or that you have programmed for you. Yes. No, I love that because that's a huge misconception is, you know, that we need to do a million different exercises. And if we're not doing enough exercise and we're not, I totally used to have that mindset. So I've totally been there. I used to do like 12 to 15 exercises sometimes. And I'm like, okay, well, obviously I wasn't going hard enough on the main ones because you shouldn't be able to do that many. You know what I mean? You should be working hard enough in these four to seven. And this is so dependent per person, um, you know, obviously with like four to seven um, exercises. But again, you just want to, you really want to be able to push yourself and you shouldn't really be able to do much more because again, taking all these other things we've talked about intensity, going to failure, um, you know, you like progressive overload, like your legs are going to be shot or just any muscle, you know, again, this goes with building any muscle, you're going to be exhausted. (laughs) You shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to do that many at all. (laughs) You're like four exercises and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. Like on my leg days, like I get, you know, to my second exercise and I'm like, whew, like this is rough. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely doing like way more is not always best. Like you should be pretty like gassed out normally by the end of your leg day, because you are pushing yourself to that extent. Yeah. 
And, you know, and again, too, this goes into giving your body enough rest that, which is everything, you know, this is another huge misconception that, you know, we, the, the more we get to the gym, the better, which is not the case at all, as far as training, because you have to remember, like, while we're training and, you know, training hard in the gym, we're actually like, breaking our muscles down. So we're actually repairing and recovering out and growing outside of the gym. So it's, you know, they all go hand in hand. So you have to make sure you're giving your body adequate rest, enough rest days, getting enough sleep at night. So, and this is so different for each person. Um, so for example, you know, my workout split, I'm eating a lot. I'm eating a lot. So I'm training five days a week and I'm training glutes three, three out of those five days, because my main focus right now is building muscle and building my lower body. So that's not going to be the same for someone who is maybe in a caloric deficit, you know, who doesn't have that many, that many calories to work with, because again, they're not going to recover properly if they're overtraining and not eating enough. Um, so I always suggest, you know, again, this is so different for each person. I think as far as like training days, three to five days is ideal. Now with our clients, sometimes we have them doing one to two days. It really just depends on the person. Just saying in, in general, you're someone who like is fairly familiar with weightlifting. You're kind of like, you know, how many days do I go? It, a lot of factors go in, go into play here, but I always say three to five days is ideal, giving yourself at least, you know, four, two to four days of rest per week. Um, and of course, again, going back to the nutrition side of things, it's, it's all a cycle. I was actually explaining this to a client today. I'm like, it all goes hand in hand. You know, we have to, we have to eat enough. We have to get enough water. We have to sleep enough to push ourselves in our workouts. You know, like these tips we talked about today to really get stronger, really utilize progressive overload, uh, you know, really bring as much intensity as we can to our workouts. And then we have to eat again and get enough water and sleep and recover to be able to recover those muscles and help them repair and grow. So it literally is just like a little cycle. <laughs> um, and that's why all of these things are one another. Literally, literally, it all goes hand in hand. And that's why like, you can't just do one or the other. Like you have to, you know, of course it takes time to kind of master all these things, but you have to you know, master each of these things. And once you have these things consistently, like you're consistently improving on all these things, that's where you'll notice a huge, huge change um, in your body. And notice something else too is not once have we talked about a supplement <laughs> because you don't need any supplements. Um, I know that's a whole other thing we could talk about, but again, it's just really about mastering the basics here. And I know I kind of talked briefly on like, you know, sleeping, like we always suggest it, and this is different for each person, seven to eight hours a night. Sometimes it's a little bit less, sometimes it's a little bit more. It's dependent on the person, but I say on average seven to eight, is like a sweet spot. So if you're listening to this and you're like, gosh, I'm only sleeping four to five hours like really, really trying to improve your sleep, you know, setting a bedtime, really trying to, you know, like relax at night and trying to improve your quality of sleep. That will make a huge difference as well, especially if you're trying to build muscle, because again, or like I said, we grow and build our muscle outside of the gym actually. Yeah. And to like, so with rest and recovery, like that goes hand in hand of like, if we're not getting enough food in, we're not going to recover great. Like if we're not sleeping enough, we're not getting enough food in, we're not going to train great. And then we're not going to recover great. So it's kind of just a cycle and they all just kind of intertwine with each other. Um, and so with that being said, we have to kind of, again, have our nutrition in check. This is why, again, we talk about all of these things is because they're so important. Um, you know, we have to have our nutrition in check. We have to have our training in check, and then we have to have our rest and recovery in check, because if we don't, you know, have these things in check, then 
like one or the other is going to suffer. So I think I've said this before as like an analogy, but it's like a symphony, right? It's like you have one person um, that is just like off on their, their instrument and they're just like playing poorly. um, Then all the rest of the people in the orchestra is not going to sound right because that one person is off or that one section is off. And so it's kind of like this, where like if one of these things are off, then the other one kind of suffers. Um, But if we kind of have them all, um, you know, functioning optimally, then they're all going to, you know, work properly. And we're all going, we're going to feel our best. We're going to be able to sleep good if we, you know, train good. And if we eat good, and then we're going to be able to, you know, eat good if we sleep good. (laughs) Um, And we're going to be able to train good if we, you know, sleep and eat good. And they kind of all go hand in hand, but essentially that's, yes, that's kind of, you know, what we wanted to go over nutrition, training, rest um, to, in order to grow muscle and to grow, you know, a booty specifically, because that's what we get a question a lot about is growing our butt. And so, um, I, I definitely will say like nutrition and just training in general, it makes like the biggest difference along with, again, just making sure that you're sleeping and recovering, um, you know, getting enough sleep at night and then, you know, not training legs like back to back, but training them. I always like to say like 72 hours. So like having two to three days in between leg days is typically pretty good, depending again, how often you train them. But I have found for me, like my sweet spot is two days. Otherwise my legs don't recover. Um, so it's very, again, dependent per person. Like Hannah can train her legs three days, but for me, I found that two days it works best. So again, it's just very dependent per person your lifestyle, you know, where you're currently at in your life, things like that. Like, you know, where you're at in your fitness journey as well. Like if you're just getting started training your legs one day a week, may, may be perfect. Um, and then eventually, you know, the longer that you do this and the further you get in your fitness journey, those days will like change and, you know, you'll figure out your body a lot better in that sense as well. But nutrition training rest are the three key, um, you know, concepts that we wanted to talk about with growing uh, a booty. Yes. And, and again, as we talked about before, it's all about just these basic things. This is something that anyone is capable of doing. So it's all about just getting a plan in place. Like we said, getting a plan in place that's realistic, you know, make a realistic workout plan. You know, no one has to go, no one should go seven days. <laughs> no one has to go five days. You know, sometimes one or two days is enough. <laughs> it just, again, it depends on where you're at in your journey, your experience, your schedule, and you have to make sure that it's realistic to, for you. Again, that could be like a whole other topic that we talk about, but you know, again, it's always about, that's something that we preach to our clients and something that we implement is making sure that it's realistic for them to make sure that they're able to stick to it long-term versus, you know, going, like we talked about in one of our previous episodes, going zero to one um so yeah nutrition training rest is everything and again more in details on the nutrition side of things if you listen if you haven't yet listened to our episode six of under eating we give you a lot of insight there in terms of how to build like balanced meals and how to make you know ensure that you're eating enough if you're not working with a coach so that'll help you a lot there I know that we talked a lot about training today but training is a really really big part of it and it's important to you know just remember to challenge yourself so remember us talking in your ear next time you're at the gym and just think okay I gotta push myself Hannah Courtney told me to (laughs) and I promise you utilizing these things and you know this isn't going to happen overnight you know it takes time to master these things but I promise staying consistent to these you will see the biggest changes. These are things that I've finally have mastered. I feel, of course, I'm always trying to improve what I feel the best I've ever felt. And I'm sure Courtney can agree as well where she's at. And it's just by mastering, you know, these main tips that we talked about today. 
Yeah, it's all about mastering the basics, <laughs> nutrition, training, sleep, recovery, daily movement, water, um, all of those things, again, kind of all go hand in hand together. But I'm super excited to go train legs now. <laughs> I'm about to, after this call, I'm going to train um, glutes and legs. So I'm excited now. <laughs> I'm a little pumped. I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I love it. I'm jealous. I'm just training a little upper body today, but I'm going to live vicariously through you. <laughs> well, awesome guys. That was everything we had today. Um, you know, as always feel free to reach out to our team page. If you have any questions on this, we have all of our social medias down below. And if you found this episode helpful, or, you know, you feel that anyone else could find it helpful, please, please feel free to share and tag us. We love to hear like when you, when you guys listen and you know what you thought about it. And of course leave us a review, like every share, every review, it really makes such a difference. So we're really excited about this episode though. You know, that's kind of the story behind our podcast, Thick Fit. You know, we're all about building muscle and being thick and juicy and fit. So so we were really excited for this episode and we thank you guys so much for being on here with us. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you.